Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in for this week's edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am your host, and as always, I'm excited to be with you every Tuesday morning. So I'm really excited about my guest today. If if you have followed me for a while, you know my wheelhouse is health, fitness, nutrition, metabolism, all of that. And to my guest today, we're going to be talking about a really hot topic in this area, and that is the, the topic of infrared heat and cold water therapy and all of these interesting modalities that have, have really been around for a while, but I still think that there's a disconnect between like, what are the most important things for us to know, number one, about how this kind of therapy can help you over the long haul, not just day to day or to help you to reach a goal. And two, what are the best takeaway points for you as a consumer to walk away with from the show? My guest is Andrew Lachlan. He is the founder of Sauna House, and we're going to have a great conversation. I'm really excited for you to be here. Thanks, Allison. I'm excited to be on the show today. Fantastic. So why don't you start off and just tell my guests a little bit about you, your background, really how you got into doing all this. Sure. I'll. Um, so back in 2014, mm-hmm. uh, I grew up playing competitive sports. So mm-hmm. I was always used to turning it on and recovering from injuries and recovering from training. But about a decade later, you know, I had been an entrepreneur, worked in small business. And part of my life story is that I struggled with alcoholism in mm-hmm. my late, late teens and early 20s. And after getting sober, I was still feeling a ton of depression and anxiety. And I reconnected with an old teammate. And he was like, I'm using cold water therapy on a daily basis to help me with my chronic sleep apnea, TMJ, and nervous system overall discomfort. And I was like, In- interesting. And he was like, you should try it and see it, see what you think. <laughs> and, you know, again, I was two years sober. I was exercising regularly. I keep a pretty clean diet. And I was still just like feeling really low energy, anxiety, and depression. I started doing cold water therapy. And after 30 days, like he did 30-day challenge. He wanted me to do it, you know, every other day for 30 days. So I took the challenge. After 30 days, I noticed that sort of the fog had lifted and I was feeling like way more optimistic along with, along with just feeling way lower levels of inflammation. And, um, I was training at the time. So I I noticed how, how quickly it allowed me to recover. And so I was like, wow, it was helping me with recovery. Definitely check. It's helping me with inflammation. That's obvious. Like you can do, if you do an ice bath or cold water bath, like you'll notice inflammation levels go down immediately. Totally. Absolutely. And then like the, the depression fog lifting was so incredible, such an experience for me because, you know, the the previous decade of my life, I had struggled with alcoholism and depression, you know, Mm -hmm. and to have that kind of relief from that was incredible. And then, you know, I started getting into the communal bathing spaces and, and trying public facilities in San Mm -hmm. Francisco and, and in Europe. Um, And then when my wife and I decided to move to Asheville, North Carolina, uh, to start our family, I was I was looking at my next business opportunity, and I started studying and meeting business owners and and formalizing my business plan. And then we just pushed all the chips in, and you know started Sauna House. 
Oh, I love it. I love it because I I think this is this is a a, a concept that I think is just beginning to be understood by the public. And yeah. I feel like there's so much room, not just for growth, but for opportunity, not just from a business perspective, but from those of us in the consumer space, you know, where I think, I think there's always this tricky thought that people have where they're, they're looking for the next thing, you know, but, but I also think that, you know, the more options that we can offer people, the more people are going to find something that really works for them. That's right. You know, and, and, and it's become my life's work to reduce suffering and you have mm-hmm. two kinds of suffering, mental yeah. suffering and physical suffering. Yeah. And it, and it just so happens that our product, which is, hot, cold, relax. You know, we want people to be coming in, cleaning themselves. That's what it looks like. You check in, you take your shoes off, you take a shower to clean your body before you enter the communal bathing space. Then sauna, 15 minutes, rinsing shower to get all that sweat and stuff off of you. And then cold plunge, you know, anywhere between two and five minutes. And Uh we keep our, we keep multiple pools at different temperatures. So it's time and temperature, but essentially three minute exposure at 45 to 50 degree water uh-huh. three or three or four days a week is is extremely effective and so when people come into sauna house they'll do 15 minutes saunas cold plunge relax rehydrate and that relaxation period after cold water is actually really critical and yeah. Susanna Soberg published her paper in 2021 which was really exciting to see because it's essentially what I prescribed people two years beforehand when I launched sauna house. And then she did the first study that has sauna and cold therapy together, which the data before that was like a lot of sauna data or sauna data as Europeans say, and, and cold water swimming or cold Uh water, but they weren't together. And Uh so that, that study was really critical and showing like, Hey, if you do this together, these are the kind of benefits. Yeah. Because I feel like there's, there's, I mean, I've, I've had guests on before where we've talked Mm -hmm. about the infrared heat and the sauna, you know, and the dry heat. Cause I I feel like I've been in the health and fitness space for close to 30 years. And I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. the wet heat has, and even some of the dry heat to some degree has been around for a long time. This isn't a new concept, but I, I feel like the public pretty much understands the benefits benefits of it. But I think when you start talking about it in conjunction with cold water therapy as a a new approach, I think Mm -hmm. that's where I think the disconnect comes in. So why don't we start there? Talk to me a little bit. Let's just talk about the basic benefits and maybe some, some risks or some things to keep in mind when you're looking at using both. Yeah. So I always like people to come in hydrated, which Mm -hmm. is hydration with some salt or electrolytes is is pretty key because you're going to sweat a lot. And then I like to break down the health benefits of sauna and cold therapy individually and then together in harmony. And I like to speak to them about vitality as like feeling good today and feeling as well as possible on a regular basis and longevity. So I'll kind of like weave them all together like that. Okay, great. Um, so sauna individually, the studies are pretty long. There's a, there's a big list of studies and the cardiovascular health benefits. I like to start this off by saying like your veins and arteries are like a hose, like a garden hose. And it, you want to keep them supple because they need to be able to expand and contract. And when veins and arteries harden, you have things like plaque buildup that cause stroke. Totally. Totally. You want soft and supple. And so that yeah, and you heat, want like to promote more vasodilation, right? 
totally. And yeah. if you expand these veins and arteries, uh, oxygen will penetrate deeper into tissue and the skin. That's why it's really good for skin health is because it's allowing oxygen to penetrate deeper into the skin cells and, and so they flourish. Um, and then you have things like heat shock proteins, which a lot of people talk about. Uh, they're a chaperone protein, so they make cellular efficiency uh, or cellular processes more efficient. And then you have human growth hormone levels go up after you visit a sauna um, and your blood pressure goes down. And we've done uh, anecdotal studies. So we, we collect people's Apple Watch data. Uh -huh. And we, we, if you use Sauna House, your sleep data will be up about 10%. Uh -huh. You'll get about 10% better sleep that night. Uh -huh. um, so it has benefits that are truly wide ranging. And you have that short-term impact where you're lowering blood pressure, you're, you're decreasing stress levels in the sauna, um, and you're increasing human growth hormone levels. Um, so there's these short-term things, um, but then used regularly over a long period of time, you know, the, the main study is over 50% reduction in all-cause all mortality if you use sauna three days a week. Um, mm -hmm major decreases in cardiovascular events, right? So less strokes and heart attack if you use sauna on a regular basis. And then pair that with cold, sense. yeah. And then you pair it with cold water and you go from this extreme vasodilation, you know, your heart rate's gone up now, you know, healthy people that are very active and fit, you know, their heart rate might only go up to about 110. You know, other people will see it go into the 120, 130. And then you're going straight into the cold water. So then everything is constricting. And this mm -hmm. is something we never do in our modern world. Like we live in HVAC buildings that are 68 to 72. Totally, degrees. totally. Well, the body has these program systems in it to keep you warm and keep you alive in very vast temperatures throughout history. Humans have had to evolve and adapt to cold and heat. And you have systems in the body that are designed to do that, but we just happen to never use them. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out the body likes to use them. So when you go in cold water, your veins and arteries will constrict. Uh, there's uh, lymphatic fluid will get moved by that constriction, which is also rare that lymphatic fluid, because there's no pump in the lymphatic system. So totally. lymphatic fluid is moving. And then you'll have norepinephrine, oxytocin, and dopamine all being released. So you have this like neurochemical high, right? So it, you, you're going to feel good coming out, right? Because of all those chemicals. But because your veins and arteries are being constricted, they're squeezing down on inflammation that might be hanging out in the lymphatic system or in the joints and tissue. It's going into your core. It's being processed. And all your blood is kind of coming out of your extremities into your core, right? Because that's, mm -hmm. it, you know, it thinks you're going to freeze to death and right, it wants to preserve right. you and wants keep you alive. wants to protect you always, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and so that happens. And depending on what temperature and how much time you spend in the cold plunge, you can get that job done uh, in Quickly. different times. Yeah. 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 Three okay. minutes at 45 degrees is a really effective dose. <clears throat> and then coming out of the cold water, it's really important to let your body reacclimate re itself. So that struggle, that shiver that your body is forced to get out of will create more brown fat. And that's kind of the, the Soberg principle, which was coined after her study 
that proved that rest period after cold water burns a lot of calories because it takes a lot of energy to reheat the body. Totally, and, totally. Um, it's very motivated to do so. And it'll take white fat and turn it into brown fat or beige fat. And those two types of fat are a good fat. They're correlated with less all-cause mortality, mm -hmm. higher resting metabolic rate. So you burn mm -hmm. more calories just doing nothing if you have mm -hmm. more brown fat concentration. Mm -hmm. And so the product, you know, in the short term, you feel amazing, right? Because you're, you're, cleaning yeah, energized almost right that's yeah. what's coming to my mind is is yeah. it's it's almost like after you do a really hard and this isn't the same thing but this is the analogy that's coming up for me it's after you you know do a really challenging workout or you exert mm -hmm. your body in a very strong way you know you're tired at first but then it's almost like you get re-energized yeah exactly and and a little bit of the safety stuff around cold water is like do not do heavy breathwork techniques like Wim Hof in cold water, right? And okay. this is people get really confused about how to do Wim Hof. And there's a lot of mixed messaging coming out of the Wim Hof organization. And I would encourage people to look at um, the New York Times bestselling author and investigative journalist Scott Carney's work. There's some really important work being done there. Uh -huh. A lot of a lot of people have died by doing uh, breath work inappropriately with cold water. And mm -hmm. I, I'm a huge breathwork proponent. I do it daily myself, but you do not want to do heavy breathwork techniques and then get into a cold bottle of water. That is not no. something that we recommend. So, oh, well, that's uh, good. I'm, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're speaking into that because I do think that there's a disconnect in the public, you know, mm -hmm. among the public. I know a couple of my colleagues are, are you know, they, they teach a lot of breath, breath work in their processes. And yeah. so I think the more that we can talk about this and educate people, the better. I agree. You know, and there's just, it's it, breath work is, is also an ancient practice and there's mm -hmm. many modalities and it is an incredible thing. I just, um, when you're dealing with water and passing out or shallow water blackouts, it's, it's time to start, uh, tuning in and being very careful with what you're mm -hmm. telling people. And uh -huh. yeah. So, yeah. So, we, well, let's, let's just, I just want to go back and review one concept real quick. And it, mm -hmm. if you could just kind of break it down into very easy layman's terms, if you can, mm -hmm. why is breath work not a good idea in a cold water plunge? And so I've created a brand new visionary retreat leaders checklist. This is pure gold folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. Yeah. I, yeah, specifically certain types, right? Okay. So heavy breath work techniques would include like TUMO, holotropic or Wim Hof, for example. Mm -hmm. 
And when you're doing those breath work techniques, you know, you're essentially you're hyperventilating. Right. And when you get into the cold water, it can cause, you know, you can black out from just doing breath work. So yeah, you don't want to black out while you're in a body of water is essentially the layman's terms. Yeah, and that it, makes sense. And it, and it can cause that to happen because doing breath work will change the CO2 concentration in your blood. And then you're going from a hyperventilating state. So the heart rate's going up and up and up. Then you're going into a cold water state where it plummets the heart rate combined with the CO2 situation. You know, you get a blackout mm-hmm. more, pre- more commonly. Mm-hmm. And just people think, oh, I'm meant to do Wim Hof while I'm in the tub. And it's like, no, you're not. Like uh, you can do it after, you can do it before, you know, a lot of time before where you, like you're not doing it and then immediately getting in, right? You have a break period between doing breath work and entering a cold body of water. But yeah, in layman's terms, it's just dangerous because of that hyperventilation and and blackout risk. Yeah. Well, let's just, let's fast forward now to like present day, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you've obviously spent a lot of time educating yourself and understanding not just the benefits and the risks, but to be able to offer this as a viable solution for people. So Mm -hmm. let's just talk really simply about, about like, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, like what's the ideal combination when we're talking about hot versus cold versus recovery versus rehydrating, you know, just kind of walk me through if you can, like a simple sequence. Yeah. So our simple sequence is 15 minutes in the sauna, three minutes in the cold plunge, 10 minutes of rest and rehydration. Okay. And repeat that two to three times. And I always like to say the caveat in one session or in a week in one session. Okay. And then you could do that three days a week. That would be what I would call three or four days a week. I would call that optimal dosing for lifestylist, mm-hmm. you know? And then if you're an athlete, I would be tuning that maybe a little bit differently based on what you're doing in your life. And and we're still really in early days of the science behind this, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The, the prescription is going to evolve and it's going to get much more specific, just like almost every like, you know, you go to a PT and they're going to say, oh, this is you, right? right. You got shoulder weakness. We want more of that. Or, And I think sauna and cold therapy is, is going to evolve in that same way where you can get optimal benefits based on who you are and your health goals. Yeah. And I think it really already has, because I think back yeah. to when I first, when I was in grad school back in the nineties, you know, the, the big emphasis was on cold then. It was, oh, ice, 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 you know, ice is so Mm -hmm. therapeutic. You know, you injure yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't feel good. You want to ice it because you want to decrease that inflammation. Right. And now, and of course the wet therapy, like the whirlpools and all that were really popular then. It's not that it's not popular now, but what I'm hearing a lot more now is, is to your point is this combination of the cold with the dry heat. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a traditional sauna guy. So we do have infrared saunas at sauna house they're private amenities you can book those privately and then we have our public bathing area where we have traditional finish sauna uh, with cold pools and heated furniture and you know it's sort of like a spa but we're very egalitarian and, and approachable and and so like that's something that definitely sets us apart is the approachability and we're just very real you know it's yeah. not a bougie, yeah. bougie day spa yeah. No, I love it. I, I love how you're talking about this because I can really see like people kind of getting their head around 
what's the mm-hmm. best practice for me? So if mm-hmm. we're doing this, this protocol, this dry heat, cold plunge, followed by rehydrate and recalibrate time, mm-hmm. if we're doing this two and three times in a session, we're probably talking 45 minutes, right? Total. And we're um, talking about three yeah. to four times a week. When do you recommend this be combined, like say with training or a workout or a walk mm-hmm. or something physical? Yeah, it's a great question. So one round you can do in 45 minutes, a 15 minute sauna in a cold pool, you know, you Uh do that in 30 minutes. So if you want to do two rounds, it'll take you an hour. Um, Where I recommend this for different athletes, I just break it into two categories. Are you lifting weights and trying to gain muscle mass? Or are you an endurance athlete who's doing, you know, sort of higher rep, Uh uh, lower weight volume? So We'll speak first to um, athletes trying to gain muscle mass and and get strong, right? So like lifting power weights and stuff like that. So if you're lifting weights, what I would say if I were your coach is lift your weights and then sauna. Maybe do a 15-minute rehydrate and then do another one. No Mm -hmm. cold, no cold pool for at least 12 hours. Some people say 18. The data is definitely lacking there. There's even some people who sell cold water products that are telling you you only have to wait four hours, but muscle protein synthesis takes time. Totally. So you, I agree with you. I say the same thing. Yeah. So if you lift heavy weights and you break down muscle fiber, it needs time to rebuild. Nobody knows exactly how long. My recommendation is 18 hours to be safe. And so if you're training with weights four days a week, you want to be using cold water intermittently when you're not rebuilding muscle mass, right? And you want to be using sauna to increase your ability to gain that weight and gain that muscle mass totally by using sauna because you get that IGF-1. Um, and when you're also trying to keep the environment, for lack of a better way to say it, as hospitable as possible, right? Mm-hmm. For your body to be able to generate and make new muscle. Right, right, yeah. And and so so sauna will increase those gains if you go lift heavy weights and then get right in an ice bath, what's going to happen is your body's going to say, I'm dying, stop growing, right? And uh, it's going to shut down muscle protein synthesis. You're actually over time going to lose muscle mass. It's going to fatigue the system and you're going to, you're going to have diminishing returns. You're going to see that you're not getting stronger. You're actually getting weaker and you're probably losing weight. So for those of us that are trying to build muscle and continue to get stronger as we age, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously a huge topic of concern with, you know, many people, myself included, um, is that the, the take home message, what I'm hearing you say is that we need to use cold sparingly. Yeah, sparingly, just in between those big lifting. But then when it Mm -hmm. comes to endurance training, you can blend it in much more heavily because that's a time when you're not um, breaking down your muscle fibers to a point of needing muscle protein synthesis. It's just a mitochondrial efficiency thing. Totally. Um, And and just it keeps the, like to your point, the inflammation and the tension down too. That's right. And if you, if you can reduce inflammation regularly, you can train more regularly. Um, And so, you know, I think that sparingly is the word a great word choice there for the muscle uh-huh. muscle building community and then yeah. for endurance it just depends on what your goals are there but if you're training endurance every day you know two or three saunas and cold plunge days a week is going to allow you to train you know with less pain yeah uh, with a higher yeah. level of recovery that makes and, sense you know i've yeah. sponsored elite runners and and we had really incredible results um with our running team this last year 
Um, the, and I kind of write the training programs with the running coaches and, and we've seen some really great success there. Oh, I love that. So, so last question before we wrap up, what would you say to the person out there who's just focused on general health? Maybe they're not like a yeah. super heavy power lifter type. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend most everybody needs to be doing some type of strength training, if anything else, just to maintain a good, a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you say to the person out there who? you know, it's just looking to add something like this, you know, in a simple way to their routine. What do you say to that person? I say, you know, do your core stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. with, with all things, it's like, can you build a habit and can you be consistent? You know, um, it's not about the time. It's about the habit formation. Totally. James Clear's book's incredible on that, obviously. And anyway, so what I say to, to people is like, go enjoy sauna bathing, socially go enjoy it with friends at facilities you know sauna house is franchising and we're building facilities all over the place uh it's going to be accessible soon in in your cities go find the russian banyas in those places and enjoy them as like a social outing Uh not as like a fitness thing right like sauna culture is not about performance and strength training and all of these things it's really about checking in with yourself and doing something that is ancient history, um, and you do a couple circuits of this, and you're gonna feel just wonderful socially. Yeah, I would think. And, and that's really how I say, like, blend it in as much as you can. You know, do cold showers at home is like the one tip takeaway. You know, depending on the time of year, you have cold water in your shower, and that can activate a lot of these systems, uh, depending on how cold it is and how long you stay under it. Uh huh. Um, but like, go play with your own, your own body, just like you've probably, everyone's probably done some form of dieting or changing what you Yeah, like be a detective, in other words, see what works for you. Exactly. And do that with sauna and cold therapy, right? Because everybody's body's different and, and everybody's needs are different. But I think if you do a couple rounds of sauna and cold therapy every week, you'll notice the profound benefits, um, in your life. Oh, I love that. I just love how simple you make that sound. So where can people find you? Yeah, you can find us at saunahouse.com. That's our main website. So, you know, there's all kinds of forms and things like that. And then we're most active on Instagram, which is uh, sauna underscore house. Um, and those are the two best places to find our brand and, and follow our journey. So sauna underscore house is your handle on Instagram. Yep. Fabulous. Fantastic. So I hope you guys are looking at expanding into the eastern part of North Carolina. I live in Raleigh and, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of, you know, the infrared heat here, but we don't have anything like your concept. Yeah. So Durham is um, underway right now. And fantastic. um, we have franchise buyers that will be purchasing Raleigh any day now. Oh, fabulous. uh, How exciting. How exciting. we're, We're really excited. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was great. And I just know that there's just loads and loads of golden nuggets that people can take away, which is always my goal. Allison, thank you so much for having me on and letting me share my story and a little bit about what we do. Of course, my pleasure. So folks out there listening, please, if you're interested in learning more about not just the dry heat, but how you can, you know, make the cold water work for you. And if anything else is like what Andrew was saying, just enjoy it and make it a social experience because 
you know, from a health behavior perspective, you know, health, fitness, self-care, any behaviors that you can engage in on a daily basis that you enjoy, the likelihood of you continuing with it and making a habit is much more uh, probable, if you will. So um, feel free to go to saunahouse.com or you can find them on Instagram. I know I'm going to do that so that I can read up on it a little bit more. Um, This is a, a really exciting time to, you know, get involved in something like this if you feel like it's going to work for you. Um, If you feel like this episode has been really helpful and engaging for you, please feel free to copy the link and share it with someone as a gift from me. Um, If you like, or if you want, you can connect with me on my website at www.theallisonk.com and I'll be glad to do it for you. Um, And if you've got any takeaways or anything that's really, you know, come up for you as you've listened to this episode, feel free to reach out and connect with me. I always love hearing from you. Um, This is Allison Kaczkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one. 